Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I fail to solve an ARG, and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. That's true. And this week, we also have a guest. Hey, I'm Wheels. Hey, Wheels. Uh, Should I say what I am, who I am? Yeah, say what you are and who you are. Cool. Uh, So... I'm Wheels. I use they and them pronouns. Uh, I am on a couple podcasts. I'm on Very Random Encounters, which is an actual play that uses as much random generation as is feasible. And I'm also on Got It Memorized, which is a comedic recap podcast for Kingdom Hearts and The World Ends With You. Um, I also like Bear Stearns Bravo, which puts me in a minority <laughs> of people of people who've interacted with Bear Stearns Bravo. Yeah, uh, if if you're one of if you're like the two people who uh, like our show but don't know any of Wheels' show and also tuned into our extra live stream but don't know who oh, yeah. Wheels is, uh, Wheels joined us to play Bear Stearns Bravo at the, at uh, Extra Life this year, um, which was a really cool time and I'm very interested to dig into this very weird thing. Um, yeah, we're talking about Bear Stearns Bravo this week. I don't know that we ever actually said it out loud. But you, probably, <laughs> you probably read the episode title. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about Bear Stearns Bravo, which I kind of know about, and I'm excited for you all to fill in the gaps that I have. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is a weird outlier because you've actually played the game that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I've played it beyond just like the first two steps, and then I went, well, I don't know what to do with this T9, so I guess we're just going to move on from here. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole thing. You can just you can just do it. It's there. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I was before we started recording. I was desperately trying to figure out what my original login was for Barristan's Bravo because you can play the whole thing. It used to be that you got the first chapter free and you had to pay for the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now both of them are free. But I paid for the second one when it came out, so I had like an official account. And I just uh before we started recording remembered my login credentials so that cool. might what be were some they? fun we can look at later uh, did you say what were they <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just making small talk <laughs> give us your well, password what is well, the uh... reason i couldn't figure it out was because i used my university email address oh my god and, uh that was uh... a while ago folks <laughs> i had to uh, break into an old account for something that I used an old forum and I realized that the reason I couldn't do it was because it was part of an old Yahoo email address that I have not yep. touched in like the, the better part of a decade there are I think it's there are a few accounts for things that I I think it's my Skype account or whatever that I will if I, if I'm ever signed out I will never be able to sign back <laughs> in again oh, because no. it's like the I don't have the password to Skype and it's like connected to an old phone. Like it's a two factor authentication. That's like an old phone number, which in Mm. turn, the only way to get to it, it like you go down a rabbit hole of like old email address after old phone number after old email address. And it finally gets down to uh, not my AOL, but my AIM email mm-hmm, address. Mm-hmm. I got a couple which does of those not, too. That does not exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's just a nesting, it's just a Russian nesting doll, but you keep getting, you just get to the middle and there's, there's sadness. <laughs> but I was able to find my BravoNet credentials. So. Hell yeah. 
that's exciting. Hell yeah. Um, well, before we get started into talking about Bear Stearns Bravo proper, uh, we do have a lot of good questions that came in over Twitter. Um, just a couple of them. Uh, Colton uh, writes in and asks, what is the strangest case of you thinking something was pronounced one way, but you found out everyone else pronounces it another way? Hamburger! Hamburger! <laughs> um, huh. I think I I think I found out in the last couple of years that certain people think that I say umbrella weird. What do you say? Oh, okay. Umbrella. I'm I'm not hearing the weirdness, so maybe I'm. I, well, I would say I mean, umbrella. I don't, yeah, I don't. I would hear say it umbrella, either, but... not umbrella. I don't think I'm hearing the difference here, but that's <laughs> I. The part of my problem is I, I grew it's up in Kentucky. putting the emphasis on the other syllable. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I grew up in Kentucky, which means that like there's a lot of things that I take for granted as being the wrong pronunciation of things. Uh, like I, the one that people used to give me shit about in college was I would say museum. Mm. Um, oh, that's interesting. Like a collection of artifacts and paintings is a, you you go to the museum, huh? Huh? Instead of the muse museum is what people yeah. try to tell me it is. I don't know. It's a museum. Um, for me- oh, go ahead. For me. Uh- so I am an American by birth, but I live in I've lived in Canada the last two years. So my answer to this is everything. Now <laughs> I say everything differently. Um, but the one that I um, that most commonly hits me is if I'm at a fast food restaurant or anywhere where I'm ordering some sort of soft drink, uh, and I order a root beer. I have to very specifically say it that way because my Michigan ass, my West Michigan ass <laughs> is every time going to say root beer, um, huh. which is weird because that sounds like a, the way you would say it, like a Southerner would say it or something, which I'm not. I'm from yeah, Michigan. Give me, give me but a I, root beer. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll have a root beer. And I've and I didn't even realize that that's that I was saying it like that until I was in a drive through and the first and in Winnipeg here in Canada, and the person was like, "I I don't know what you're saying." And I had to be like, "A root beer, please." I've, I also. Um, oh, go ahead. I've learned um, in working with like student workers at a at a Maryland library, and like with students who aren't from Maryland, that a lot of Maryland like city names are really hard for out of towners to pronounce ah. for some reason. Mm. Uh, Kentucky is kind of similar. We have a lot of, um, we have a lot of French city names, except they're pronounced the way that they're spelled. Uh Uh-huh, that's good. Lafayette, Kentucky. Um. Versailles, Kentucky. Like, (laughs) like, they are... French words, except oh, in high school, real weird. Yeah, I've it, heard a, about that. The teacher would just be like, can, it's the palace of Versailles. I can feel my Versailles. in-laws dying. <laughs> they're just like, it's the palace of Versailles. And they're like, no, oh. I've been to the city of Versailles. And it's like, I swear to God, kids. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like that's kind of the same with Maryland, because, like, Maryland accents are very slurred. So, like... How would you two pronounce these town names? <laughs> ooh, ooh, I love this game. Ooh, uh, so, 
the area of Kentucky I'm from is right by Cincinnati, which is very German. So yeah. my my instinct is Reisterstown. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would say Reisterstown, and I would say yeah, uh, uh, Westminster, because I've lived yeah, in Westminster. England for a Yeah, bit. that's that's pretty much how Marylanders say it. Like I would say Reisterstown and Westminster. Oh, not really pronounce the T very hard. <laughs> no. Huh. But like, and I I went to school. The city I went to school in is called Towson. But every single out of town student I know says Towson at the library that huh. I work at. And I'm like, what? How? How did you? <laughs> <laughs> how did you get that? There's, it. I don't know. To me, it's it sounds exactly how it's spelled. T o w s o n. Yeah, Towson. I yeah. would say. Towson, yeah. <laughs> like, I am from this place oh in God. Michigan. Oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Muskegon. Yeah, yeah Muskegon. Uh, oh, hold on. Marn, how do you pronounce uh, this place? Oh, no. I don't like this, that this is being turned back on oh, me. Oh, this one's fun. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Hit us, yes, Marn. I'm from Why the Last Man. <laughs> 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 Yeah, this sounds like a like a Welsh monster. Um, <laughs> is it come inside, children, or the Ypsilanti's it... <laughs> gonna get you? Yeah, I was gonna say, is it Ypsilanti? Is that it? Yeah, yep, you that's got it. it. <laughs> they call it Ipsy for short sometimes. Languages are dumb. Languages are dumb. <laughs> We're gonna uh-huh. make our own pronunciation book episode after these. Have you everything have you we've seen, talked about? Have you seen the like fake pronunciation book uh, YouTube that like just pronounces things in fake ways? So it's, that's it's so hard to talk about <laughs> this because I start to talk about oh yeah remember a thing from a few years ago? Well, I guess there's a lot a lot of time at this point where it was like it's. It was a fake pronunciation guide channel. People like, oh, yeah, 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 I love that. It's so funny. I'm like, no, 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 it's the other one. <laughs> That's, that is something I wanted to ask you all about, is which YouTube channel are we talking about? We'll get into that in a minute. Um, we got a couple other questions here. Uh, Danny wants to know, if you could live in or next to any natural feature, uh, what would it be? They list off jungle, ocean, cliff, etc. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I live in the woods, and I enjoy living in the woods, so that might be my answer. I just mentioned that I'm from West Michigan originally. I the the thing that I miss most is uh, being within a like ten minute bike ride of one of the largest freshwater lakes on the planet, uh, oh, so yeah. large that you just assume it's an ocean when you see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lakes winnipeg and manitoba are also very very large but they're not the same yeah. so i'd want i'd want uh i'd want to still live here but like bring like michigan with me <laughs> sorry i just imagined you pulling a lake and just like decimating mm-hmm. the local lake <laughs> that's what they mean when they say dragging a lake yeah. right <laughs> no i'm actually with you wheels i would love a water feature of some kind a shore whether it's a lake or an ocean i don't really care i think an ocean would be cool because it's I don't know, that whole, you know, you look at an ocean and you're like, oh, I'm nothing, huh? Um, 
don't know. There's weird. Sh- there's weird shit in there. There's though. something yeah. calming about that feeling that I I would love to live near a uh, a, a a shoreline with a nice dock. Yeah, I can see that. When um when I did study abroad in England, I um I lived in a dorm that was like next to a lake and like across some moors from arrest the rest of campus. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. Hell yeah. Uh Caro, 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 uh Sea Excur- at Sea Excursion, a good game developer you should check out their stuff. Uh tweeted and said, "What are some of your favorite Twitter bots?" Mm. Oh, I have an answer if neither of you do immediately. I don't I know will that say, I follow I know, that many Twitter bots. I I try to avoid Twitter bots for the most part just cuz I get I'll, like, think their shtick is fun for a day, and then I'll get sick of it and follow them for two weeks and then groan every time their tweet shows up. Um, But on Tumblr, I liked a... I guess it wasn't a bot. It was just an account that was set up, and then you queued a bunch of posts to do every day. So I guess that's a bot, technically. Um, But same pick of Dave Coulier every day, and same pick of uh, Dave from John Dies at the End, which I'm 60% sure Marn started. (laughs) No, um, it's not. It's not me. It's not you. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, I like both of those bots a lot, and it was a neat way to like. If you scroll down your your timeline, you're like, oh, okay. I've passed like today's posts because I've seen Dave Coulier again. <laughs> uh, that's funny. It's yeah. I the John dies at the end tag on Tumblr is like mostly same pic of David. Wong. Yeah, it's a lot of that one picture of him holding a hot dog up to his ear. Uh, for me, I have a lot, but I'll just narrow it down to two. Um, I like, uh, the Twitter account at Tiny Dungeons. Um, I think it's inspired by Tiny Starfields, which is a pretty popular bot, but Tiny Dungeons, uh, uses emojis to make little, um, I guess inspired by, like, the original game Rogue, with, like, when people say roguelike, mm-hmm. they're talking about that original I think that's what it's uh, cl- most closely trying to emulate, but it works as like, oh, I need a quick, small dungeon for my role-playing game. And then you just look at this, these little dungeons made with emojis and like, sure, I don't necessarily know what the thinking emoji in the corner of a room would mean <laughs> off the top of my head, but I can figure it out as a DM and figure out uh, how I need to interpret that for my players and bada bing, bada boom, I've got... Uh, dungeon ready and then I also like uh, JPEG bot JPEG bot Um, it takes an image uh, it takes a JPEG specifically uh, and then it I'm just reading from the description saves a JPEG a hundred times reducing the quality by one each time and then posting the result Um, the aesthetic of this is really hard to describe but um they're like hyper cult. They're like very, very saturated, very, very sh- uh, sharp images. Sharp in the sense of like if you turned up the sharpness dial in Photoshop or whatever. Is it like um, deep fried? Exactly. Okay. Um, That's what the kids are calling it these days. Images. Wheels. <clears throat> yeah, but not like not qu- not exactly that. Um, it's very cool. You should check it out. JPEG bot. Cool. Um, while you were talking, I did remember a bot on Twitter that I used to like, but then it got killed when, uh, 
Twitter redid their bot policy a couple years ago or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but there was a bot that used to... It was called Sneak Peek Bot. And all it would do is... I remember this would, one. It would just respond to anyone that said, like, hey, I've got a sneak peek at an upcoming project. But they used the wrong sneak peek. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was a picture of, like, a ninja mountain. Because it was the mm-hmm. peak of the mountain, but it was sneaky. And it would say, I think you meant peak. Um, and that was it. And I thought it was delightful. Yeah, it was delightful. I didn't know it got deleted. That's so sad. I, 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 the account might still be there, but it, the, uh, like the guts under it can't access Mm. Twitter's API anymore or whatever. Like they can't just see every post or something. I don't really know for sure, but, Hmm. um, but yeah, those are good bots. Uh, a valiant soldier in the war on Christmas asks us, if you, <laughs> if you could pick any piece of internet media and have it secretly be an ARG, what would you pick and why? Hmm. That's it, the the problem is there's so much to pick from. I think. Yeah. Oh my god! Actually, you know what? I would love a Bon Appetit Test Kitchen ARG. Oh wow! That's huh. just Molly's show. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, if they started putting, like, ciphers in, in, <laughs> in gourmet recipes. eats? You look, at, you look at gourmet makes and you're just like, hold on, did Claire spell something out with Skittles? <laughs> they, she just turns to the camera and goes... <laughs> <laughs> they just have someone in the background, like, holding a sign with binary on it. Yep, Brad in the background just yells, seven! <laughs> <laughs> Seven is the clue, Claire. <laughs> um, are y'all familiar with Wendy Vanity? No. No, I'm not. Uh, she. I assume she still does it. Um, it spelled Wendy the normal way, and then V A I N I T Y. If you look that up on YouTube, um. She makes really bizarre, like, uh, sort of amateurish animations, um, but is just unbelievably prolific, um, and is just constantly uploading. I assume she still does it. Um, yeah, the, if you, Mad Cat Lady is apparently the name of her channel now, but. um, Oh, I have seen these. They're really troubling in a weird, kind of indescribable way. The way that she has the models move and speak with, like, text-to-speech animations. And she's just constantly uploading uh, strange 3D animations with some sort of... uh, Clearly with some sort of program that... uh, Like a Blender-adjacent thing. Huh. Um... And I would love to find out that this whole time, all these years, that it's been an ARG. That would be wild. Yeah. Uh, it, actually, my favorite Wendy Vanity video, if you want to get an idea, is Meow Meow, I am a... <laughs> meow Meow, I am a fucking cat. <clears throat> oh, I'm, I... I'm, <laughs> I'm... I saw that this is eight minutes long, and I'm afraid. <laughs> it's... It's... Watch for at least like thirty or fi- even even fifteen, and you'll get the idea. Meow, meow. I am a cat. 
I have the distinct feeling that I've seen this before. Oh, I hate it's this. Really, it's really something. I really don't like it. <laughs> oh, I hate this. <laughs> I lo- I mean, I also hate it, but I love it. I like I love this kind of outsider art stuff. So this when the woman is here it with the cats, it's not bad. But the like opening shot of the cats running that don't match the background. It's really something. And I will say this has gotten to a point where I take back saying that it was fine. I'm not a fan of this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like when it gets to the part where it where like she is just adjusting the length of hair on the cat model, so it's like the cat is like growing and then shrinking its hair like <laughs> spontaneously as the song continues. It's very good. Uh, I'm not going to link this in the show notes because I, <laughs> I like my listeners, but uh, you can search that if you want. That's what I want to be an ARG. Huh. Just See, this I, video? I, I, I don't want that to be an ARG because then I'd have to interact with it. Like, that's... I will say that's the big thing about... Um, I've really enjoyed... Uh, like Bed Bath and Beyond becoming an ARG, but there is a spot where it's like, shit, I don't have a Bed chance Bath to listen. And... Like Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, Bed Bath and B now becoming. An... Yeah, that's it. I want Bed Bath and Beyond to become an ARG. <laughs> it's time for us to figure out what the Beyond is. The people demand answers, and they'd better be in JPEG format and coded into a sound file. <laughs> I feel I feel like we would sooner get an IKEA ARG before a Bed Bath and Beyond ARG. <laughs> I would wait. Uh, IKEA IKEA hire me to make an ARG for you. Actually, <laughs> the Fjurgen game or something. <laughs> IKEA slide into my DMs. <laughs> um. As I said, this is similar to both of the last two questions. What weird joke Twitter account do you want to secretly be part of an ARG next? Coffee Dad. Ooh, I love Coffee Dad so much. <laughs> Marn, do you know Coffee Dad? I feel like I've heard that name. <laughs> oh my god. It's... You, you go ahead and explain it, Wheels. You take this. So... 90% of Coffee Dad's tweets... I would... Maybe even 95% of Coffee Dad's tweets are just some variation of enjoying a cup of coffee spelled differently or having a cup of coffee. Uh, Things are spelled weird. Uh, He puts hashtags in places they shouldn't go, like at the end of words. Uh, Just all variants of saying that he is having a cup of coffee. And then occasionally talking about his son who died in a car accident on Halloween. What? And that's the whole account. Jesus Let me Christ. Find... Oh. I think it's Halloween because it's always it's... like around Halloween that he starts tweeting about it. It's coffee underscore dad. Here, uh, the latest tweets. Uh, need coffee. Coffee time. Need coffee. Time moves impossibly fast. Nothing is forever. Coffee. Fresh cup. Hashtag of coffee. Uh, getting coffee. Could really use a coffee. Uh, time for coffee. Drinking a hashtag coffee. Want some coffee? It's time for them to pay for what they've done. Drinking coffee, having some coffee, getting a coffee, terrible coffee. Want some coffee? All of the love in my life is gone. Coffee time, 
I've made some breakfast and coffee. Sunday coffee. Late coffee. My dog is sick. Afternoon coffee. Coffee, please. Nice Sunday coffee. Just hashtag got coffee. Uh, making some coffee. Late night cup of coffee. Perfect time hashtag for coffee. Making coffee. The warmer months mean motorcycles are back on the road. Please do not take a single second of your life for granted. Rest gently, my baby. Getting coffee. Hashtag having my coffee. Up for coffee. Coffee time. Morning coffee. It's incredible. It's a great Twitter account. You know what? Joined March 2012. You know what yeah, Twitter, those, yeah. like what automated Twitter account I would love to see turn into a horror ARG? Um, have you seen the the Pepito the Cat Twitter that just is like... I love Pepito yeah! the Cat. <laughs> it's just like an automated sensor they have on their cat flap. That would be a great ARG. That whenever their cat leaves the house, it just tweets, Pepito is leaving, Pepito is back home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you just see a monster yeah! through the flap of the... Oh, God. The rake is just out there. <laughs> It says Pepito is back home, but you see the rake coming through their cat door. <laughs> it just says Pepito bla- is back home, but you don't see the cat. You just see, like, a smear along the wall. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Pepito, are you okay? <laughs> Were you guys... So, I know... I don't think Andrew was, like, ever really on Tumblr, truly, but there was like excuse me i know you have a tumblr i don't know how often you use it but do you remember there was like when uh neko atsume got really big there was like a meme on tumblr where people made up like fake creepy pasta cats that were in the game cuz that's oh, what yeah. that just yeah marn i do remember that since i was so online at the time <laughs> <laughs> Glad we're starting 2020 on a nice note. Oh my god. Listen, I know you have a Tumblr. I just didn't think you used it as often as I did. Sorry, I'm not like good enough for so you on much. Tumblr, Marn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use Tumblr like at all anymore, to be honest. No one does after um, Yahoo killed it. It's true. <laughs> hey, without Googling, explain what a collateralized debt obligation is. Oh no. <sighs> What was that question from? Uh, that's from Morgan? Uh, I think if all three of us put our heads together, we can do this one. So collateralized would indicate, right, that there is some sort of collateral involved. Yeah, like it's checked against something. There's something... Yeah. And debt is debt. We're yes, millennials. So... We know what that is. <laughs> yeah. An obligation so, is what you're held to. So it's a debt that has something tied against it that you are held to. And you get the thing back if you pay it, maybe. maybe. There you go, Morgan. Man, Did I don't it. know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the part in Bearstrand's Bravo where they explain to you, where they try to explain what a credit default swap is. <laughs> really confusing much. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of parts of Bear Stearns Bravo, what do you guys say that we get into the game? Yeah, let's do it. I'd love to. All right. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels. I'm Joe. On our show, we like to dive deep into the franchise's most pressing questions. 
Like, why is Kyrie never allowed to have any fun? How much did they have to pay to get Jesse McCartney to yell into a microphone about homework? How did Ventus get so small? Is Syx a twink? Why are all these main characters just the same boy? What are midi-chlorians? What did Sora's mom make for dinner? Is Tron woke? Why does darkness smell so bad? Are drive forms queer? Why doesn't Organization 13 own any pajamas? Is Aerith a cop? How many deaths is Mickey Mouse personally responsible for? Where do baby heartless come from? <laughs> what is Pete? Is Xena warrior princess a nobody? Find us on your favorite podcast app. Got, Got it. it. Memorized? That's the name of the show. <laughs> this one is weird for me because I have a vague idea of what Bear Stearns Bravo is. I just don't know how deep it goes. Oh, it goes deep. Because I know vaguely, mm-hmm. like, I guess I can, instead of a trailhead this week, I can just kind of go into my understanding of Bear Stearns Bravo, and you can tell me when I'm wrong. Okay, I mean, there there was a trailhead, but I, I do kind of want to hear what your understanding is. Oh, okay, so I know that... <clears throat> The saga of Bear Stearns Bravo as a thing, as a concept, as a as a, a series, a show, a movie—I don't know what you'd call it—as um, a game, a transmedia, experience. as a transmedia experience started. Um, so there was it's it's the group behind this is my Milwaukee is Cynodyne, is that right? Yes. Yep. And they at some point put out some videos and i know that they um (laughs) just a handful just a handful and at some point my understanding isn't great now that i'm trying to say it out loud at some point um it comes out that like they have purchased a major um a major twitter account that is horse ebooks that was part of like weird twitter to start and then they Mm -hmm. held on to it for a while before they started tweeting out like trailheads and stuff that led people deeper into quote-unquote canon stuff as well as a pronunciation book um youtube which is one of multiple that were similar at the time but it would say like um you know christmas pronounced christmas christmas something will happen in 32 days or something along those lines and I remember those videos because I was around when those were happening and I followed the channel and was watching it. And I remember that it came to the day that like something was supposed to happen and people got pissed because yeah, they it, sure did. it wasn't what they wanted it to be. It uh-huh. was just, quote unquote, some art project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... Then, later, at some point, a game came out that was a choose-your-own-adventure thing called Bear Stearns Bravo that y'all made me play at Extra Life. We did. That's my understanding going into this, so I'm very curious to learn what the hell is going on. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty close. Should we address the elephant-sized horse in the room? Yeah, Yeah. which is to say, like... People, uh, don't, the vast majority of people who have heard of this game are angry at it for the reasons, well, for, 
uh, more reasoned reasons than uh, what Andrew said of being mad that it was just some art project because people are mad that Horse Ebooks, which was originally a, a bot that was trying to get Amazon referral link uh, money by just tweeting out snippets of ebooks and then you would click the link and then buy the book and then they would get money because they linked it to you with an Amazon referral link. Um, but then okay. it was just trying to tweet out snippets to make itself seem real. Then uh, people started noticing that it would occasionally, in an attempt to seem uh, not like a bot, it would tweet out weird stuff that kind of felt like a koan or like a haiku. Um, so it had this weird following despite being a bot. And then it was secretly purchased by the creators of this ARG and was run by them surreptitiously for years. And then it came out that that whole time they had owned it and were writing the tweets and people were very mad because like people published books of like poetry inspired by horse ebooks tweets and stuff and then they find out it's not actually a computer and it's a person writing it so people were really mad about that yeah because right, it's it's one thing to be inspired by like <clears throat> it's one thing to be inspired by like the randomness of the universe as shown through a computer robot yep it's another thing to have been inspired by a different person trying to pretending to be exactly yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's different between like being inspired by a a bowl of fruit and being inspired by a still life. I um exactly. I actually read. Um, I have an article pulled up about uh like the genesis of horse ebooks and like Bruce James Bravo. Um, apparently none of the text was actually original. Um, Thomas Bacala would just copy paste it from like different articles on the internet, so it still oh, had that like element of randomness. Huh. Huh. That's cool. But it was still at his whim, not at the it whim was curated. of an algorithm. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Interesting. Wasn't there, now that you say, you mentioned an article and it made me remember reading something. Didn't they, like, I might yeah, be. Yeah, there's this thing, too. I, I might be jumping <laughs> ahead, but, like, didn't some journalist catch on? Yep. Not fairly yeah. early, but, like, at some point before it went live mm -hmm. and they just like completely gave her the runaround and were like real shitty about it. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is like the thing that I think is legitimate, like a legitimate, like uh, the first thing I'm like, the first complaint that I was talking about, like I get it, but I also don't have a lot of, like I can't really empathize with it. But this second one is like, yeah, that's a shitty thing that they did. I think it was Gabby Dunn, like the, podcaster and author and youtube person yeah okay um, um they they lied to her and they told her that it was like a film project and that they like they needed more funding and like it wasn't finished yet um so that they could basically stall her from putting the uh publishing putting the article, the article out um and then they got susan orlean who was like in on it with them to publish the article when they did publish it. Oh yeah. fuck. That's shitty. Okay. So I feel like I probably just jumped us too far ahead. So horsey books exists and it exists. Yes. That that's like the genesis of the game basically or is there more that came into it? There's 
a lot. <laughs> okay. Why don't we just go to no- normal format? I'll stop asking questions and I'll interrupt you when I think <laughs> I have something. Okay. So, uh, the first thing kind of out of ARG that happened that you need to know is that, um, uh, when was horse ebooks purchased? Let me look at this article that I have pulled up. Um, it was purchased in 2011, uh, by Scott Bakula buying $250 worth uh, of horse ebooks. I'm, I am, wait, definitely going to make the same mistake. It's Jacob Bakula. Oh, Jacob I Bacala. always want to say yes. Scott Bakula okay. because of the actor. Not the actor Scott Bakula. Thank you. It's Jacob Bakula. Okay. Um, but and then because it's like Tom, it's Tom, Be- it's Tom yeah, Bender. it's Tom Bender and yeah. Jacob Bakula. Yeah. Anyway, so they and Tom bought- Bender's the guy from Futurama, uh-huh. right? <laughs> Stop. Okay. Anyway, so together they are Cynodyne or however you pronounce it. Okay. They bought two hundred and fifty dollars worth of horse ebooks, um, and thus what? horse ebooks changed hands. <laughs> What do you mean they bought $250 worth of horse ebooks? So basically, the guy who originally owned horse ebooks uh, owned this ebook website called elibrary.net. Um, and he had a bunch of Twitter accounts that were basically just like content farms um, that spammed quotes from the books and links to elibrary.net. So there was also like. Uh, science fiction ebooks and like a horror ebooks. Um, so they bought two hundred and fifty dollars worth of books from elibrary.net in exchange for ownership. In exchange of the for account. ownership of horse ebooks, yeah. So I had the details a little wrong. Okay, but... okay. So they didn't. Okay. I guess that's one way to get someone's attention. Is just like, hey, you know this thing that generates mm-hmm. like. You know, uh, ten bucks a day that like has kind you know in conjunction with four other things makes my living. Today it brought in two hundred and fifty dollars. What's up with this? That I guess that makes <laughs> mm-hmm. sense. Okay, um, so they buy they they buy horse ebooks. Yeah, and so so Bacala is running ebooks. Uh, Tom Bender starts around the same time, kind of like I think like late two thousand ten. Um, this YouTube channel called Pronunciation Book. Which is just him literally pronouncing words uh, and saying sentences. Financier. 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 Third, why would a financier of Jackie's status choose to accompany us for field work? Financier. He may be a financier, but he's also quite the pastry guru. It's like they say, life is a profiterole, and death is a financier. 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 And I think at the time they were like, we don't really know what we're going to do with this, but like, we're going to 
like figure out like because they're they're like internet artists so they were basically like we want to figure out how to like hijack a medium that is like generally run by bots and like tell a narrative with it okay <clears throat> that's a lofty yeah, goal it and i like it strikes me as something where they were like we don't know what we want to do with this eventually but we're just going to play it straight until we figure out what we want to do with it and then we'll pull the rug out from under people okay. yeah so now um, was it so i know there's pro- so pronunciation <clears throat> book was these guys yes there was also yeah. pronunciation guide and pronunciation manual i think yeah pronunciation okay. manual is like the fake one which one's the <clears throat> fake one yeah pronunciation manual is the one that has like fake pronunciations that's like funny okay and pronunciation guide no Book yes, pronunciation book is guide them. is just a real guide website. Is just a real that... thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And I think Bacala was also working at BuzzFeed at the time. He worked at BuzzFeed for like a really long time. Okay, um, that rings a couple bells in my head. That sounds familiar. And, and so some of the people at BuzzFeed kind of knew that he was doing some kind of like internet art piece, but they didn't quite completely know what it was okay <clears throat> um and so they they kind of started plotting out bear stearns bravo they were like well we're gonna like make this all into like a cohesive narrative and they started filming all of these things and um apparently the actors they hired did they didn't they just like didn't tell them what it was for <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and like so that's kind of what I got from um, when I talked to um, Terry Nanny. Um, I'm yeah. blanking on his name. Uh, John Decat. Uh <laughs> When I talked to him, I know that he was kind of like, yeah, I I knew it was a weird internet thing, but that's really all I knew about it. Um, hmm. I knew they wanted like specific deliveries and that it was a comedy thing, but I didn't know the full picture. I didn't know it would get big. Um, I know he was surprised when it became an ARG because, like, people started adding him on Facebook and stuff like that. And, like, (laughs) his kids were in high school. So, like, some kids at the high school were like, hey, what's up with your dad in this internet video? (laughs) Um, So, like, I know that he didn't know anything about what it was going in. It sounds like that's just kind of their MO. Yeah. um, And a couple of... It sounds like a couple of it was, or a couple of, like, the parts was just, like, they enlisted, like, their friends to, like, just show up and, like, be in front of a screen for a couple (laughs) hours. Um, And I know that uh, Jackie Dalton is played by one of them. I think Bacala plays Jackie Dalton. And who's Jackie Dalton? The, the, like, CEO. Uh, CEO of Bear Stearns. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Anyway, so the so this is all going on behind the scenes, but everyone else is just seeing like horse ebooks, haha, funny, and, like spam Twitter and pronunciation book, which is just like a YouTube channel that tells you how to pronounce things. Until um, pronunciation... there's no connection between any of them. Correct. N- correct. Not that um, you can like see yeah them, on the yeah. surface. Right. Um, and then pronunciation book f- drops a video that's how to pronounce 77 and it starts this like k- video countdown. Um, and the first one is 
just is how to pronounce 77 um and then it says something is gonna happen in 77 days and people were like oh my god what what's happening <laughs> is it this said like something other than pronouncing something yeah and, and people were like has this been like an advertisement all along like this this channel has been going through for three years like what's going on like it's been a totally normal youtube channel up until now um and that kind of opened the floodgates i love one of my favorite things on the internet is the ways in which like little mundane bot things become beloved because of their little mundanities yeah Mm -hmm. the fact that like there's a youtube channel that has that just reads out the name of something and how to pronounce it and that like people subscribe to and listen like watch regularly because it's 20 seconds long and it'll tell you how to pronounce timbuktu like that's the video today it's 20 seconds and it goes timbuktu timbuktu Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) raining today in timbuktu or something like that it's neat how those little tiny like i see where they're coming from in that like it's neat that there are these little things on the internet that people love and that gain a following just by being a weird little thing on the internet yeah like the in some sense the vitriol about it is completely understandable because both what horse ebooks ended up being and what pronunciation book ended up being were attempts to like see what happens when you break that trust yeah um and turns out people get really mad but like that's kind of what the performance part of that performance art was was to like see what would happen when you when you establish that trust over years Mm -hmm. and then just break it yeah and and like not just like not just break character but like also like monetize it yep yeah yeah which yeah okay that's that's interesting yeah so these Um, exist this is where i this is where i started same um, yeah i was i don't remember how i found uh probably on twitter or tumblr or something but uh this is where i was tuned into it and actually there are earlier videos than how to pronounce 77 yeah part of this that people just didn't even realize were part of anything until the countdown started um because the the second video 76 says i've been trying to tell you something for 1183 days and people are like oh we should look at the other videos um, and at this point, people are, are kind of, like, on board with the idea that it's an ARG. They were like, well, in 77 days, the there's, like, a video game conference happening. So, like, what if this is an ARG for a video game? So some people thought it was, like, for Halo. Some people thought it was, like, a Battlestar Galactica ARG for some reason. Okay. Some people legitimately thought it was, like, a Doomsday countdown. Yes. Um. There were people who were like I remember those YouTube comments of people being like get ready like who know like people legitimately thinking some disaster was going to happen and like that's sad. Yeah, yeah, like I can I mean I can I can kind of understand it. Like anytime something's like yeah, yeah we're a countdown there is kind of that thought of like hey, we're thinking this is going to be good, but what if it's bad? Like Yeah. I think it sucks that that's the thing that enters people's minds, but like it's understandable. Yeah. Um, And so they go back and they realize that the very first phrase given in pronunciation book is 
how to ask for help in English. <laughs> and the sentences, huh. and the sentences, please help me escape from this place. <laughs> huh. Please help me escape from this place. Please help me escape from this place. Please help me escape from this place. I need your help with something, Chief. I need your help with something, Chief. I need your help with something, Chief. I remember that video. All of the, I can remember the cadence too, because I watched these. Like, like I said, I was in, it was my college email that I used to log into Bear Stearns Bravo. So I was in college when this was happening. So I had a lot of free time. Yeah. So I remember watching that video a lot. I can still kind of remember the cadence in my head. I'm going to hit play. Oh, you know what? This is trying to broadcast audio through my TV. Oh. <laughs> which means that the cat oh. video you all showed me earlier wasn't silent either, was it? No! <laughs> it no. wasn't! Super no! <laughs> okay, I will... You know what? I'm going to consider that. Uh, God has blessed me on this day. I'm not going to go back and listen. Um... And so the first uh, handful of, like, countdown videos are just, like, single sentences or, like, a couple sentences. It's like, I'm awake now. Things are clearing up. I'm not saying the words anymore. Um, and kind of, like, summarizing the setting of Bear Stearns Bravo. And as Yeah, they all still have the, um, the countdown part. Yeah. They all say something will happen in 76. It's, like, sort of like the actual pronunciation videos would have the word and then it would have an example sentence and then it would say the word again the way the countdown ones worked is it was kind of like it would have the countdown and then in place of like where an example sentence would go it's just some random scene setting thing yeah okay as we fled through the jungle i instinctively touched her arm in reassurance something is going to happen in 50 days um, and as this is happening, huh. people are going back to the other videos and they're realizing that, like, they have a narrative and, like, it's about the same set of characters. They all repeat. Um, there's, like, a, a set of, like, 80 videos somewhere in there that when you put them in order, they, like, tell a complete story of, like, the narrator of pronunciation books and, like, a squad, uh, like, doing some kind of spy mission in Nicaragua um, and there's just, like, a lot of weirdly congruent stuff that no one ever noticed because no one ever watched all of the videos, like, back to back to back. Yeah, something you wouldn't notice if you're watching one video for 20 seconds every day 
for a year, but something that you would notice if you're looking at all of them in in conjunction. That's interesting. And this yeah. plus who would even do that first? Yeah, thing. like you wouldn't you're go back and watch everything. It was a channel that you yeah. jump in and like. Like when I when I find a cool bot on Twitter, I don't scroll back through looking for every time that exactly. Sneak Peek said. Yeah. Actually, you meant Sneak Peek. You just go and like wait for it to pop into your feed. That's interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. So the the Nicaragua like narrative uh, is called the Mission Narrative, uh, and it's about a group of characters called the Squad. Um, and the the characters named are Chief, uh, Jackie, Glyph, Lasso. <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> what? Uh, no, sorry, I was just making a joke about the squad as in, oh, in the gotcha. House of Congress. No, I, the I House thought of, you were legitimately saying that the characters are Glyph something and Alexia. I got you, I got yeah, you. Yeah, I was, I was willing to believe that. I was like, holy shit. Um, <laughs> no wonder so, yeah. they hate her so much. <laughs> so there's there's Glyph, Jackie, Lasso, Chief, and the narrator, and there's like a nameless woman. Um, okay. And they're on this uh, this oh the no the woman's name is Nicole. Sorry, it actually says her name. Um, and it just talks about this like spy mission that they're on in Nicaragua. In Nicaragua, um, I don't think it actually gives the specifics it's a lot about them just like hanging out and there being like tension in the squad but people eventually like put all these together and they were like oh this is like a complete story um because the countdown started talking about like we should have listened to chief it was imperceptible to everyone in the squad except jackie and people were like wait a minute like these names come up all the time on this channel huh <laughs> And they also started to realize that at the end of every video, uh, there was 15 seconds of silence. uh, And it was discovered that each of those is a tiny slice of an image if you put it into, like, a spectrogram reader. Wild. So they got 77 slices of the same image. Huh. Can you yeah. imagine if you have a textbook in school and one day you realize that like there's a kid that keeps popping up in a bunch of different like pictures and it has like a narrative about him that is never addressed in the book? I mean, that's this. Yeah, like yeah. that's basically what's happening here. That's this is what this is wild. I love this. Okay. I know, that's why I'm such a Bear Stearns Bravo yeah. stan. This is and we haven't cool. even gotten to Bear Stearns Bravo, the thing that I love. <laughs> so so then when they get to video, th- uh, how to pronounce 36, uh, the pronunciations become monologues, uh, and all of the videos become much longer than they were before. Okay. Let's talk about the axis of the planet. Let's talk about the water table. Let's talk about fabrics. Let's talk about the discussion surrounding the arrival of a new trend, a new fashion, a song that you listen to repeatedly, a program pre-installed on every computer sold that quarter, that month, that week. The squad's computer was heavy. The computer was heavy because that's just how they made them eight years ago. We pushed it around on a cart you might find in a library. Let's talk about wheels. Let's talk about earnings reports. Let's talk about reduction roles. 
Let's talk about the people we remember talking to when we were sick. He'll wake up one day in a city from the past. Let's talk about the surfaces of buildings we don't usually see. The smells we were not exposed to in kitchens of restaurants we've never eaten in, but have passed by in cars and on trains. This train is full of people with something in common. Walk between the cars. Relax with a drink. The couple is arguing about dessert. Let's talk about the days each month when we are statistically most likely to meet someone new. Let's talk about dollars. About free trade. About the hope for more today. Let's talk about our failings. I let her down. She let him down. Everyone let everyone down that year. When you sleep in the jungle, you dream of outlines. Let's talk about dreams of stages, and dreams of bodies, and dreams of scissors, dreams of tools, dreams of cleverly packaged material, of dice in the jungle that we roll but do not understand. Let's talk about our disappointments. Let's talk about a powerful man who knows every second the profit and loss of our collections, of our gatherings, of the groups we make because we want to see the next century in some branded way. He screamed at the sun and broke us down. And once we were broken down, he threw you into the ocean and me into the clouds. Now he's in the boardroom on a conference call. Would you like to listen in? What's really happening this quarter? More corners. Lots of promotions, I bet. Unwelcome renovation, but they'll get used to it in time. The days change so slowly that long-term goals are difficult to track. Do we need a chart for the hierarchy? A filing protocol? A new way to find meaning in symbols? Let's talk about systems. Let's talk about systems. Let's talk about systems soon, when we can find a quiet place, when we have some time together at last. Something is going to happen in 36 days. So 36 through uh, 16 are all kind of like these disconnected monologues that take place uh, in the universe of Bear Stearns Bravo. Um, and in between these, uh, people discover a Tumblr blog that is somehow linked to this. Um, it, um, it references a phrase, uh, from one of the monologues, which is, let's talk about systems. Uh, the Tumblr doesn't exist anymore. I think it is, like, a legitimate spam bot now. Um, <laughs> or but, is it? <laughs> or is it? <laughs> um, but people realized that mm. it was posting gifs uh, that had quotes of the countdown videos from the same day as the gifs would go up, but the gifs would go up before the videos. And no. they were like, oh, this seems legit because, like, someone making, like, some kind of tribute blog to this weird thing wouldn't like know what was going to be in the videos before they went up. Right. I never knew this <clears throat> angle of it. What was the blog called? Uh, let's talk about systems.tumblr.com, mm. uh, which is where the everything happens so much gif is from. 
Mm. Um, and people okay. started sending messages to the Tumblr, uh, and they got messages back. Um, but it would only send back links to pronunciation book videos. Um, so, like, so- someone asked, will you let me help you? And they got back, ask a polite question in English from pronunciation book. <laughs> <laughs> um and and so it would be like that so they so they didn't get any real like information out of it (laughs) um this i mean like i i've listened to your the this is my milwaukee episode that y'all your first episode and like i feel like it's kind of similar in that there aren't really at least at this stage of it, there aren't really, or maybe, I mean, you'll be able to correct me if I'm wrong, Marn, but like, as I was just like watching the pronunciation guide videos, there weren't really like capital P puzzles. Right. Um, right. Yeah. There it was, was just like kind the, of like the spectrogram and like pretty much nothing else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then the last 14 videos, uh, if you put them all together, they become a sonnet. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So by that time, they had most of the spectrogram, which I will link you in an image. It's on the seventy-seven days wiki. Um. Okay. Tomorrow. Oh, and this is um. The guy with the eye thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, so bad at names. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, we will learn that his name is Jackie later on. Jackie, the one that you just told me was named Jackie like the, 20 minutes the ago. The primary antagonist the, of Bear Stearns Problem. Yeah. Um, and they had a lot of gifts from the Tumblr that all had... Well, not all. Um, some of them actually had footage from Bear Stearns Bravo, and some had like footage or like footage from old advertisements made into gifts. Um Okay. And they found uh, pronunciationbook.com, which was registered to Thomas Bender. And that, I think, was when people started to realize that it was a Sindine joint. Um, Because it says on the wiki that it was registered to Thomas Bender, but then, like, a fake email (laughs) account, (laughs) even though it was under his real name. Um, um, and that I think was when, um, people were like, oh, okay, it's definitely an ARG. And then people started to try and contact, uh, Tom Bender and Jacob Bacala about the ARG. Um, and they started having to like, kind of ignore or like stall on questions about it. That's people. probably when the Gabby Dunn stuff I was gonna say, started by pe- happening. Yeah. By people, you mean like journalists and people reaching out, not like players or fans. People, no, people like came to the BuzzFeed office to try and ask uh, Jacob Bacala questions I have, about it. I have never understood that impulse. Me neither. Is, it's ugh, I, yeah. I've seen I've I've seen this in a couple other. Like games I've been involved with or something like that, where people find like, oh, the Who Is belongs to this media company. We should go to this or this marketing firm. 
we should go to this marketing firm and ask them what's up. And it's like, nah, you super shouldn't. Yeah, like why? I I I don't understand why. Like, a this has all been in universe so far. I don't know why you think it bleeds out into the real world and like. Oh yeah, we're definitely running a commercial using this thing. We haven't said it, but we're definitely going to tell you about it now, right before it goes live. I've never understood that impulse. Yeah. Um, and people also dug up another YouTube channel um, that was associated mm-hmm. with Tom Bender, which was Video Royale. Um, okay. Which was another kind of like spam youtube that like answered trivia facts um but had kind of like fallen off posting um and then later i think sindine confirmed that it was supposed to be a part of the arg but they just like decided not to do anything with it sure yeah i get that yeah i have definitely uh I definitely don't own uh, hauntedDollWatch.com because I thought about running a uh, an ARG off of it. Um, <laughs> you know, I've definitely never bought URLs thinking I'd turn them into a game and then deciding not to use it. I still have the comebacktous URL from the Interstitial Season 2 micro ARG. Oh, that's that so good. Comebacktous. I love that. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> And then the countdown finished, and they posted how to pronounce horse ebooks. Horse ebooks. Horse ebooks. Horse ebooks. It's morning in cyberspace, and the systems are in love. A spam bot in a channel. What would the parents think? Together again. It's all just data in the net, but we're just getting started. There is a man named Dalton. Dalton is dangerous. He is rich, he is strong, and he is going to crash the stock market. Sidewalks crack and streets go dark. 10,000 bankers shake and scream for Dalton's pyramid. Where are the regulators? That's where you come in. I've been trying to tell you something for five years. You're in the elevator. You're right on time, like a regulator should be. You are a beautiful system. This is the world we're in, and this is what is happening. What's that too? Everyone is singing. You are first class. You are ready, and you are the regulator who will see the shining data in the stars of Bear Stearns Bravo. Bear Stearns Bravo. And then the internet exploded. Yeah, then everyone very lost angry. their minds. Um, yeah, which is like, it's basically like a a trailer for Bear Stearns Bravo. Like, one of the actresses walks onto the screen and like, explains the plot hook to you. And then it's like, Bear Stearns Bravo. And then it has a link to the Bear Stearns Bravo website in the, uh, in the description. I just want to like... <clears throat> 
I was following the the countdown pretty closely. There was no, to my knowledge, nothing pointed people to the idea that this had anything to do with horse ebooks. Oh yeah, absolutely not. S- right. So um. So like. But I knew what horse ebooks was. I was online. You weren't like me. You were online enough for Marn to register you as a person. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, I it was a such a bizarre and like to me exciting. But I can understand why people who are very attached to horse ebooks would be angry. I would just knew it was an internet thing. Like I like haha, everything happens so much. Like I had seen that before, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a big part of my internet diet. Sure. But then to just see, like, it would be like, I'm trying to think of an example. It Like the, the thing that's popping into my head is that like, it would be like if a, I can't think of a good Twitter account, but like if it'd be like if the Argonauts podcast, Twitter account started a countdown one day. And then we got to the end of the countdown and we said like, great, you know, pro ZD, the guy on YouTube, we made him up. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. All those skits, it's... that was us hiring our friend to pretend to be a voice actor that, do- like, it would be like a completely yeah. unrelated, like, different thing that an entirely separate group of, maybe not an entirely separate group of people, but that, like, you don't follow ProZD because you like Argonauts podcast, you know? Like, it's just... Right. There were... There are still parts of my brain I'm putting back together from how hard my mind was blown when that video <laughs> dropped. Like, ugh. Yeah. And and then Horse Ebooks tweeted, like, a phone number and Bear Stearns Bravo. And that was the last thing it ever tweeted. Right. And I called that phone number immediately. Yeah. And so the, <laughs> and so the thing with the phone number was that uh, Cynodyne set up, like, a art show quote-unquote at like a gallery near them where it was literally just they had a room where they were playing like clips of Barry Stern's Bravo and then they had a room where it was them answering phones and if you called the number on the horse ebooks account they would read a horse ebooks tweet to you so I can add some more details to this because a lot of the uh, a lot of like the journalistic documentation misses I think some of the more interesting details about this okay. yeah um I was one of the people who called, so what actually was happening is they were just reading out pages upon pages of horse ebooks tweets, and if the phone would ring, they would bring the the handset up to their mouth as they continued to read. Oh, wow. You would get, like, a syllable or two, and then they would hang up. Huh. Um, And there's another added detail, or maybe it was, like, a sentence or two. I can't. I don't have my memory isn't perfect, but the added detail is that it was not just uh, Jacob Bacala and Tom Bender. It was also uh, beloved author Susan Orlean. And that's who picked up. And so all three of them were answering the phone. That's who answered uh, when I called. And that was cool. I've never read any of Susan Orlean's work, but I sure have seen Adaptation, one of my favorite movies of all time, which is the weirdest adaptation of a book ever. And it's an adaptation of her book, The Orchid Thief. So I was like, wow, I spoke to someone whose book I've never read, but I saw the movie. That's (laughs) the movie with Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage, right? Um, Correct. Um... But yeah, uh, so she said, like, 
three words to me over the phone and then hung up. She said three words of a horse ebooks tweet to me and then hung up. <laughs> huh. Yeah, um, and then I think people started to go back to horse ebooks and notice that a lot of the topics that it tweeted about were like topics that had been covered on the pronunciation book page. And there was like actually a lot of crossover. Um Wild. Yeah. Uh and and the the video itself says like it's morning in cyberspace and the systems are in love, a spam bot in a channel. What would their parents think? Um, kind of implying that there's like a larger narrative here where like horse ebooks and pronunciation books are like connected in some way. Um and then Bear Stearns Bravo the website opened up and it was a game. <laughs> And this is the, yep. the choose-your-own-adventure game that we played at Extra Life, right? Yes. The FMV game, yeah. The FMV, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love with every part of my soul. Yes. It's Me super. Too. It's wild. I really enjoyed playing through it when we did. <laughs> I haven't gotten a chance to go back and replay through it, but I love the the tone and the, like, how it's acted, how it's presented, I, I really enjoyed playing through it. I definitely need to go through and do it again. It's really... I can't think of anything that really feels anything like it. There are things that are formally similar, like a choose-your-own FMV game. Like, formally, that's not very fascinating. There are some details that are formally uh, interesting, but, like, most of what makes it really unique is just the strange melange of things that they plop together like all of the like every single scene is shot in front of a green screen so the actors always feel kind of strangely disconnected yeah, from their yeah. they sh- environment they shot it in like jacob bacala's apartment like it's all shot oh, in funny. one room except for like one scene that is shot by like some friends they had in tokyo huh huh So, um anyway yeah so what <laughs> what is bear stern's bravo i guess i know i know a playthrough that i've done and i know that the question of what is bear stern's bravo is a bigger one than i'm giving it credit for but like what's the argonauts explanation of bear stern's bravo marn so so before we get into that the phone number um that you could call for the gallery um thing still exists um you can still call it uh in 2013 it after the gallery installation it became morse code uh that took that translated to coordinates in germany um and then it became a prequel to the game which is called zeroth impact Mm -hmm. perfect jurisdiction Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Which is like a, a choose your own adventure game through like automated voice recordings. Yeah, it's like you call and you get the Bear Stearns helpline or something, okay. and then like, or you're like applying for a mortgage, and like it, all of the options are just like, we'll call you back, and then they never do. But <laughs> one of the options, if you choose to apply for the Vortex mortgage, then you open up this entire, like, choose your own adventure game just by using, like, the buttons on your phone. Yeah. Gotcha. And for the audience, 
a mortgage in this isn't necessarily a mortgage like you would take on your house. A mortgage super is not. a physical good that is traded and sold by bankers in this universe. Yes. And they're represented also by a source like, of a source of power, like a source of energy. Yeah, it's like a uranium tube almost. Or like a rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and so you can, I think, still call and play that. I haven't confirmed, but you should be able to. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, okay. But Bear Stearns Bravo itself is a FMV game about you play as, well, for the first part of the game, you play as a regulator named Franco who is trying to get the CEO of Bear Stearns, Jackie Dalton, uh, to trial and put in jail. Right. Yeah, I know. So the vague... The basic plot that I know from where we played through it, and I'm sure this is just one of many plots you can take, is that you're a regulator that goes in with your partner. You meet up with a couple of, um, like, day traders on the floor. You decide whether or not you want to arrest them. And then you go to, like, a sexual harassment training seminar. (laughs) Um, Yes. Any for the audience, anytime I say something that's a business thing, put huge quotation marks around it because it's not actually that thing. That's just what they call they it. They just call it that thing, and then it's vaguely <clears throat> kind of maybe like Yeah, it's it. almost about it. Um But they meet the uh you, you learn about the CEO of this company, uh, who has words for a face. He has like a stock ticker visor. Yeah. Um that that's what the um that image that was made by the what's it called spectro spectrograph I'm gonna, the spectrograph uh thing from the pronunciation book that's what that was building was a is an image of Jackie Dalton with his stock ticker visor saying the word tomorrow we will that'll be you'll find that in the uh, the show notes here um but yeah he gives an impassioned speech and leaves and then i think you meet his doctor was that in the first part Yes. That is in the route that we went through. Okay. And then uh, we met up with Jackie on the roof, and we talked him down, and then we took him to court, and uh, the court case went in a certain way. Um, I don't know how much I should say specifically. Um, I would definitely recommend going and checking out our... I think we have a VOD of the Twitch. Maybe if that's specifically... Who could say? Who could say at (laughs) this point? I will double check and make sure. And uh, if it does exist, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, And so people who had been following kind of the work of Sindine or were there because they were interested in Sindine started to realize that, like, Bear Stearns Bravo has a lot of overlap with This Is My Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Impact 1 takes place on the same in the same year the Milwaukee Tourism Commission was founded for one thing. Oh. Um yeah. Uh the credits of Bear Stearns Bravo uh list Fabrizio's as uh <laughs> huh. as like their wardrobe company. That. Yeah, I just noticed that today actually. <laughs> Fabrizio's is the restaurant and also the sword of slaying mentioned in uh This is my Milwaukee, right? Yeah. I think about Fabrizio's Um, sort of slaying daily. I want you to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there's 
there's I think a hidden message in it that says the the seasons will soon change in Milwaukee. Um huh. On somewhere in pronunciation book. Uh but most importantly, there is an ending of Impact 1 that takes place in the continuity of This is My Milwaukee mm-hmm. and I have been saving this for you, Andrew, to watch. What? Yeah. It's called the Wild Milwaukee Hearts ending. Oh, oh, there it is. Okay, I thought the audio was actually good. So you shoot. That was your partner, right? Yeah, you shoot Henry. Yeah, you shoot Henry. You shoot Henry. <clears throat> and there's sirens and a hospital, like bed. a heart monitor beeping. He's very fragile. Just talking in the background. Nurse, check his signs. I think he might be waking up. Hello there, champ. This is just Metal Gear Solid Five. Hello, hello. I, I brought you the charm shield. Okay. All right. Don't rush it, champ. Took quite a spill, even for a star quarterback. Doctor, who am I? Well, you're Benry. Touchdown, Benry. <laughs> star quarterback, class president. You're sitting on a sweet scholarship to Decatur University. You took your high school through the football playoffs, and now your state finals are next week, pal. Do you mean to tell me you don't remember any of this? Decatur scholarship and f- football. <laughs> Doctor, I don't remember anything. I don't even know what a football are. I don't even even know what a football are. are. Get some rest. Probably haven't slept enough. I've never seen anything like this. Full amnesia, the poor kid. And yet he woke up shouting my ex-wife's name. For someone without a memory, he knows too much. Could Merlot be the one who sent him that white rose? Oh shit, it's the dude. And the kid from the dunes! <laughs> Wild Milwaukee hearts? Marn, what does it mean? We just don't know. Marn! This ending kind of implies uh, that Bear Stearns Bravo is all Henry's strange yeah. uh, amnesia dream before he wakes up <laughs> and that he's actually Touchdown Benry. Um, but there's there's like other stuff too, like Champion and Dynasty are characters in right. uh, in Bear Stearns Bravo, and then in This Is My Milwaukee, there's the Champion Dynasty Fund, um, and just oh. stuff like that. There there was also um, they talk about Decatur University. Uh, Decatur was like one of the three remaining cities or whatever, yeah. according to that guide. Um, and so people as they play this game kind of gradually pick up that like there's actually a lot of like references to the stuff in pronunciation book like there are characters named glyph and chief and jackie and there's just kind of like a lot that is connected and there's a lot of just like cool hidden routes and stuff that people have still not found all of the secrets to to this day okay 
Um, um, but the general, <laughs> so for if Marn, would it make sense for me to just go through oh, yeah. my memory probably, of like the, what the general routes are? Yeah, you've probably played more uh, of the routes level. than I have at this point. I've played like two. Uh, this is just going by m- off memory, but Impact 1, as you mentioned, it's like um, you're trying to see how many, the, most of the routes are like you're going from Bear Stearns employee to Bear Stearns employee, trying to um, get as many of them to testify against Bear Stearns as you can uh, in the upcoming trial. Um, so there's sort of a category of routes where um, you uh, try to get a mystery informant a bonus at who works at Bear Stearns a bonus from Bear Stearns uh, by impersonating the judges for that bonus. It's weird, but you're trying to essentially get that uh, informant a bunch of money so that uh, they'll like you enough that they'll testify uh, on your behalf. There's a category of routes where you go after Jackie Dalton, uh, the CEO, directly. Uh, that also ends in the courtroom sequence. Um, and then there's another category where you just fuck around in Bear Stearns' um, uh, like pleasure club called the Solarium Club. Okay. And that's where some real weird uh, incongruent stuff happens that is probably nothing, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Marn is about to tell me that it's very important. <laughs> um, I have heard stuff about the Solarium Club. So the way that I remember the Solarium Club is that there is a, you get there, there's a battle club that you can't get into no matter how hard you try as far as I understand. Yeah. Um, there's like people playing card, like people playing card games, uh, it's a hotel as well. Um, there's really uh, obnoxious but lovable music the whole time. Um, and then a beyond bizarre dreamlike ending that I remember yes. involves like people appearing out of nowhere and doing strange hand motions with um, out of context voice lines, and then it just kind of ends. Is this it? What I what I'm linking right now? The thumbnail looks familiar. Yes, it's this. Yeah. In a hotel room looking area. Uh-huh. It's like you go to sleep and then this is the dream that you have. And that's how this ending ends. A bunch of symbols are now on screen. Yeah. So this is not the one that I remember. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I think there's very a similar. couple variations of it. But the um the symbols are actually a readable cipher. Oh wow. Huh. Yeah. Um and someone on the forums that no longer exists uh deciphered the code and I wish I knew how they did it, but it turns out you, to read You meant the forums no longer uh-huh. exist. There was a second one. Yeah. I thought you were saying no, the, that like <laughs> the person... they disappeared a man. No, the person definitely exists. Um the forums got nuked, I think, because uh, people were posting like weird doomsday stuff on there, and they just, and the owner just like was uncomfortable and deleted it. Um, you can still go to the cowboy cafe though, and still post on the yes, official yeah, and the forum. and the Cynodyne guys have posted on like the official message board a couple times. 
So the ciphered text uh-huh. is the promise, the tragedy, the hope, along, alone, alono, the South Pyramid Forest, a revolution sent mortgage, the promise, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, fingers of the lights, burning field, dim hate neon, a sky, a bubble, a wren, a jar, a ruby, meaning everything with glory and the sound of the ocean cover us up and may the stars forgive us all, forgive us all, forgive yourself all. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and so some of those are references to horse ebook tweets, actually. Okay. Um, and some of them are references to just like other lines of dialogue in Bear Stearns Bravo. Huh. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of like funny little interpretive stuff like that in Bear Stearns Bravo. Uh, some of which no one has ever been able to figure out what it means. Like, there's an ending where, like, hex codes flash on screen, uh, and they, there's, like, 144 unique hex codes, and no one has ever been able to, like, figure out if they mean anything, or if they're just, like, garbage that they put in there. Wow. (laughs) Um, yeah. There's, like... A part where you can get a tarot reading and, like, you can get different ones and the cards are all different. And a fun fact about the tarot deck is that Twitter personality Drill drew the illustrations for it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, I think you mean star of the hit Adult Swim television show, Drill. <laughs> And there is one like scary tarot reading that you can get that like re that like ends the game. Huh. Oh, huh. Which I think I got the first time I played it and it scared me really badly. <laughs> it's like it's like almost a jump scare like it plays a scare chord and it like zooms in on the card and then it just like takes you back to the start of the game. It just like bumps you out of huh, the game. I've never seen that one. Wild. Yeah, so all of so we should say all of the um the videos um are hosted on YouTube, like all the videos for the game. So the Bear Stearns Bravo Discord people have gone through and basically like cataloged every single video that they've been able to find, including some that they have no idea how you get them in the game. How did they find So the one them? that I just linked is the one that I remember that's very so they're like unlisted uh, I don't know how people find unlisted videos, but people do it sometimes. Huh. All right, I'm going to hit play. Oh, there's a explosion or something. We obviously don't have to watch the full, like, three minutes of people doing hand motions, but, like, Franco just starts talking over it. Um, It's really strange. It huh. is really strange. Is the huh. text... Like, the title of the YouTube video, you mean? No, all the all the text in the video is backwards. Yeah, I was about to ask. I oh, yes, too. yes. So it implies that <sighs> it implies almost that like you are now an NPC that is speaking with the player because you don't select the options. Oh, it's like mirrored, right? Yeah. Because the, so, okay, so for the listener, if this isn't being cut out, um, the way the game works is. You go, you know, you're talking to an NPC, and then you get dialogue options. And there are th- always three options. Uh, you choose which one you want to do, and then something happens. In this ending, it's a mirror image. So the text is backwards, and the options are s- 
are automatically selected, implying that someone else is choosing dialogue options that they're saying to you? I don't know. I don't... <laughs> it's odd. Yeah. It's great, though. Most of most of the endings are very odd. Yeah. But I think this is my favorite of the weird endings. It's, it's pretty good. A one. Huh. I feel like... Also, this game's really funny, too. Like, it's yeah, very it strange is, it's and really very, funny. like, spiritual in weird ways, but it's also just hilarious to just play through. Like, like casually, you probably won't end up on, like, the really weird stuff, um, and it's just a really fun, funny choose-your-own-adventure game. Yeah, yeah I, and- I really liked it as just a weird choose-your-own-adventure that we did as part of a stream. I really enjoyed it, and I want to dig in deeper. I just haven't had the... This is the kind of thing yeah. that like would consume a weekend for me, so I need to like yes. actually find the time to do it. And there's there's so much like weird lore that I'm just like now discovering as I was doing research. Like the the big Bronco thing that I sent you, I was like, I have never in all my days of looking at this wiki about this ARG seen this before. I I had never seen that before there's either. Like, yeah, there's like apparently a section of I think um the second impact where you go as franco and you travel on the train and um the bear Strange bravo discord has figured out that um the your actions in this part like break down to like chaos and order actions and you can get different results in the game depending on what you do um and you meet these characters called like the children of big bronco who are like People who are children bonded with mortgages from birth. <laughs> Good lord. And they're like these weird ghosts. Huh. They're like weird ghosts who have like the glowing mortgages inside of them. <laughs> um, there's kind of um. a reason that... Uh, the discussion of this kind of gets aimless at this point with two reasons. One is because there's so many branching paths that it's hard to just give a plot summary yeah. of this. Yeah. And two, um, all signs pointed to there being a climactic third impact, which either never happened because not enough people bought mm-hmm. the second impact or never happened because they're, never was supposed to be a third one and it was all a joke it's unclear yeah in 2013 uh one of the one of the synodyne people uh quote-unquote leaked a screenshot of third impact uh and in i think one of the endings they mention a third impact but like the leaked screenshot literally was just like a blue bar that said edit program (laughs) um (laughs) So it's up for debate if there is a third impact, um, but what is not quite up for debate is that there's still stuff in the game that's being discovered, and, like, mm-hmm. recently it was found that if your IP address um, is in certain cities, you can unlock certain scenes. Um, really? Yeah. So, like, let me find an example from the... Uh, from the discord there was one that they wanted me to show you actually um oh they have, okay hi they have hi just... <laughs> hi discord i didn't I, know I y'all asked... were listening <laughs> i i um i asked them if there was anything that i should like anything like weird that i should show you 
Um, and they specifically wanted me to show you this one. Um, if your uh, IP is in a southern state, uh, okay. you can sometimes unlock scenes where Henry is randomly wearing a cowboy hat and it's just never addressed. Amazing! That's it's so just- funny. It's the same scene, just, like, redone, and he's wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I remember... <clears throat> I remember this scene when we did our, uh, our playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he definitely he wasn't wearing a cowboy, cowboy hat. hat. Um, I think, also, you can just get, like, other versions of the same scene, all like, where the only thing that's different is, like, the intonation of the line reading huh. is a yeah. little different too. And there's Wild. like there's somewhere like if you're in New York or California, like they talk about location specific places. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Um and there's a lot of dead like references. Drop, drop. <laughs> and there's like a lot of references to certain numbers. There's like lore about like five groups of people. There's like the five friend there's like two groups of five friends and like one um have names that spell out ocean as an acrostic and one have names that spell out death um there's like and so basically there's just a lot of like weird shit to go through (laughs) essentially there's just like and there's and there's also a sequence where uh, Henry tries to get mortgages by hitting on someone. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, I remember just... that one. That one was very funny. Um, wait, there's also I just it would destroy my soul if we didn't get to mention Battle Senator Glyph Wildarm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, at one point, so I feel like we started talking about um, Impact <sighs> One, but then you're mm-hmm. starting to get into stuff from Impact. Too. I assume that while there are like differences between specific endings to Impact One and Impact Two, like they have to end in similar ways, right? To like yeah. make it start yeah. differently. Like, so can we go over that kind of like general plot summary? So, uh, <laughs> the endings of Impact One that carry over directly. It essentially it always goes to with the exception of like the Solarium Club endings and some of the stranger ones, Impact One always ends with the trial. Um, to my knowledge, I th- whether or not you win or lose the trial, um, the same sort of cliffhanger ending uh, is like tacked on to whatever ending you get. Um, and in that ending, um, whether or not Jackie was sentenced he announces that he's actually acquired every mortgage uh, in the free trade zone, which you are in. And uh, in doing so, he now owns the, ent- he owns the area and uh, declares it a sovereign nation called Jackie town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Henry says, that's not how mortgages work. <laughs> And then Jackie says it is now, and so then his his guards come and arrest uh, Henry and Franco, uh, and you're thrown in prison, and then that's how Impact Two starts. You start in a prison cell. Okay, and 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 Wheels, who who do you meet in a prison cell in Impact Two? You meet bad. You well. 
at this point he's just Senator Glyph Wildarms. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't been uh, deputized as a battle senator yet. Um, but he, I think maybe maybe I'm wrong, but like it almost feels like all of his lines are ADR'd by a different actor. I think that's true. Which is wild, huh. but anyway. Um, so he's like a senator who has an arm cannon that's powered by mortgages. <laughs> um, and you use his help along with a champion and dynasty. The traitors from Bear Stearns were also thrown in prison. And between the three of them and Franco and Henry, you're able to escape the prison from there. Uh, the chief who is constantly communicating to Henry and Franco through a walkie talkie um, in for like kind of catches them up on what's happened since Jackie has taken control of the free trade zone. Um, the, the chief thinks that um, Jackie is going to attack uh, the Senate or uh regulator hq so you're sent off to give gather as many mortgages as possible to be able to defend yourself from that attack Uh and so at that point you have the choice to either uh play as franco uh who's accompanied by uh now battle senator glyph wild arms (laughs) um collecting mortgages or you do or you collect mortgages as henry with the chief I know when, and then there's a big battle. Uh, there's like laser mortgages shot at each other, and that's how Impact Two ends. <laughs> yeah, I know when we played, we played as uh, Henry and the Chief. And yes. To collect mortgages, we had to a try to seduce someone, which we failed at. Uh, can you succeed mm-hmm. at that? I think yeah, so. Yeah, all of these you you can succeed and get like more mortgages for the arsenal, and I think the the battle goes different ways if i remember okay. right and then i know yeah. that we uh we appraised art oh yeah we did mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun and then there was there was also a sequence where you have to guide a ship through like make a ship not be dis- attacked by pirates because <laughs> the ship has a bunch of mortgages on it yeah there's I've I've actually never played any of Franco's routes. I've only ever played the Henry routes of. Uh, I like Franco's route more. I think. Oh, interesting! I should play it. Um, there's a good sequence where uh you're like going through a library and there are like really weird books that are very huh. fun to look at snippets of. Hell yeah! There's also like a talking computer, if I remember right. Oh it's yeah, I've, I've heard of that. <laughs> um. There's also, um, you can get a ending that is just, like, you see a bunch of the characters from Barristan's Bravo in a yearbook, and, like, it has a bunch of characters that just, like, <laughs> aren't in the game. Oh, That's I've never so seen <laughs> Oh, I think my favorite joke in the whole thing is a sequence where so the chief is always talking to you from a walkie-talkie. There's a scene where uh Henry leaves the walkie-talkie behind and then the chief is talking to Henry 
through a walkie-talkie through another walkie-talkie <laughs> because apparently the chief is actually just the walkie-talkie and he's not speaking through it. That's funny. Oh, that's a shame. Senator Glyph Wildarms in the description says, influenced by Newt Gingrich. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hell yeah. This is really funny. I like that the uh, the title of the yearbook is Step Up to the Streets, which is another This is My Milwaukee reference. Oh yeah, mm. you're right. Oh, there's also like a... A weird, like, Neon Genesis oh. Evangelion uh, ending where Franco, like, huh. ascends and becomes an angel. Lord. <laughs> the, one of the people in this yearbook is Nicole, and the photo is the horse from uh, Horse Ebooks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nice. So... So, yeah, generally it's accepted that there's, like, this weird kind of, like, meta-narrative that um, Nicole is, like, is now the system horse ebooks and, like, was part of this mission in Nicaragua and uh, something went wrong. Like, Jackie betrayed them. Glyph Wildarms lost his arm. Chief, like, became trapped in the in the walkie-talkie and like nicole and pronunciate like the pronunciation book narrator became these like online systems um i'm i'm not gonna lie i know that when we were talking about it earlier i did notice that glyph was the name of one of the people uh but i didn't put two and two together that the other people (laughs) from pronunciation books story were these other people in the in the in uh bear stearns bravo okay yeah yeah that's um and then there's the battle club which has just never been solved (laughs) yeah so there's this thing where it says like i know that you showed us a thing because we clicked on it just in case but there's a part where she says something like we could go you know do you want to go to one of these places and it lists a couple things and one of them is the battle club but no matter what happens if you click it it says like Oh, it's not ready She's yet. Like, you're not ready. Or, you're for not it. ready for it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so and no s- one's done it. So what it does is it like quote unquote checks the purity of your heart, um, but no one can figure out how to have a pure enough heart for the battle. <laughs> uh, There's even like a line that I, w- I was just reading about this earlier. Uh, I have never seen this, but I was reading about this earlier. Uh, prepping for this there's even a line where it's like your heart is amazingly pure but it's not all about making the right choices and even in that one yeah you still can't get which like maybe you just can't can't but who knows yeah yeah Yeah, there's like two videos that were found that like no one has ever been able to get where one of them is like you're almost ready but it's not time and the other one is like wow your heart is so pure but you've like you haven't made your choices correctly and it's like potentially it's possible to get in but nobody actually knows if it's real interesting um, and no one's ever found like unlisted videos of the battle club just of no. things saying you can't get into the battle club yeah so either the battle club doesn't exist or the videos are like on another account or they're just like so well hidden mm. that like 
no one has been able or to Or it's, like, them. not even videos when you get there. It's something else. Yeah. Presumably. Oh, like um, a and people... a flash site or something. That could be cool. Yeah. And people have been trying to get in for, like, six years. Wow. At this point. I mean, I would guess that it's just a uh-huh. red herring and it's nothing. But... That's what they want you to think, Wheels. Oh. <laughs> um, Big Bear Stearns. Uh, there was also a thing where you could get on the site a big bonus, which was like, I asked the Discord to explain this to me and I earlier and I still don't understand what it is. It's just, it like puts your name in like a, a tab of the site for like famous users. Uh, and huh. then it, it uh-huh. just gives you like a little quote. Um, and then... Uh, I can give a little insight on that. Yeah. Um, so... We've all been having a fun time talking about the game that is Bear Stearns Bravo, but on the website there are other things other than just the game. Um, when you have an account and you can log in, it's called BravoNet. Um, uh, when you register for an account, first of all, it assigns you a username. You don't get to pick one. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, mine, I just was finally able to remember my credentials before this episode. Um, my username, my government assigned kin, uh, <laughs> is uh, new watchdog. Um, and it asks you to choose if you're a regulator or a banker. Um, and then you get access to the cowboy cafe, which is like a bulletin board system, basically a limited one. Um, there's a tab called Who's Famous where it lists like essentially high scores of like who's seen the most of the game and had the most play time. I think that's probably what you're talking about, Marn. Okay. Um, and then there's uh, like pages that just have characters like have like with quotes and there's sort of like an index page with like additional text related to the story in the game. Um, there's also some way you can go from a banker or a regulator to becoming a senator. Yeah, which... Like, your account... I don't know how that yeah, works. Yeah, <laughs> apparently you used to be able to do it. I think it was something for, like, when you paid for the game, you could choose it, but since they took the paywall down, you just, like, can't do it anymore. Ah. Like it, Oh, it, dang, so I could have done it when I bought Impact 2 and I didn't I, do I it? I think so. Oh, no. <laughs> um, But, yeah, and um, the... The Citadine people have occasionally posted in the Cowboy Cafe just to, like, talk to people, be like, I think they post in there when they updated the phone number just to, like, tell people that it was there. Um, Okay. And recently there has been someone cryptically uh, posting in there that seems to have hints as to how to access the battle club but no one can tell if they're like if they really know or if they're just like fucking with everyone game jacking yeah Yeah. and it's like it's really odd like they've been posting stuff that like directly relates to what people are theorizing on in the discord but like no one will own up to being this person. Huh. <laughs> wild. Yeah. It is it is truly wild. Um like the 
one of the more recent things he posted was, Look into your heart. Do you see an innocence? My heart is directly related to how many friends have accepted my invitation to create an account on BravoNet. Do I see an innocence? Cecilia checks the purity of my heart when she asks if I want to go to the battle club. There are four small boxes next to the number of friends who have accepted the offer to join BravoNet in my personal dossier personnel folder. Myself and four friends would be five friends. How many references to five friends does this world allude to? What do all five of us need to do for Cecilia to conclude that our heart Mm. is pure? The secretary tells us Mm. to look into our hearts. Are we innocent? Are we pure? Do all five of us need to make a certain amount of progress? Hmm. Um, And so lately, uh, so that was posted back November. And so lately people have been trying kind of variations on that of like, making five different accounts and like running them through the game. Cause you can actually, you can get more than a hundred percent in the game. If you like play it over and get different endings. Okay. Um, I think there's no known way to get 200%. Like the closest you can get right now is like 180 something maybe. So like, they know that there's like bits out there that no one has been able to, to access unless i think that total percentage adds up your percentage from impact one and impact two so like 100 percent of impact one 100 percent of impact two yeah so they so the assumption is that like you should be able to 200 percent the game but no one has been able to do it huh And uh, remind us when this game came out and people are still trying it. 2013! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, now that we've covered what... Or do we have any... Do you have anything else to say about, like, the game itself? Oh, I have one more thing, which is that uh, the cool dog from the This Is My Milwaukee pamphlet shows up a lot in the game. Oh, yeah? I love uh, that cool and- dog. I know, and there's a part as Henry where you can go to the arcade and you can win Cool Dog in a Hell like, yeah. claw machine. <laughs> oh, I love it. I need a cool dog. That's so fun. Hell yeah. I know, I want I want my own cool dog. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> so <clears throat> we've talked about what Bear Sturden's Bravo is. And yes. I want to jump... We've tried. Yeah, we've, we've, Lord knows we've tried. I want to jump back for a second and talk about the way it was presented, I guess. Because... So the day it came out, that Horsey Books and Pronunciation Guide were in cahoots, and Bear Stearns Bravo was getting started. Then, like, the BearStearnsBravo.com came out. Did both parts release together? Uh, yes. yes. Um, Impact one was free. Impact two was I think twenty dollars. I think it was like seven dollars. Um, er, yeah, you're probably right. It just seemed like a lot of money to me when I was a college yeah, student. Yes, same. Right. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they both came out at the same time. They launched like they were both launched the basically the instant that how to pronounce horse ebooks. Okay. I guess I don't know the right way to ask this, but like 
what is the controversy surrounding this game releasing? Because I know that, so on one hand, we talked about like, there's a bit of a betrayal of like, it turns out horsey books and pronunciation book were actually just run by someone else who pretended to be a bot for a while, but isn't. But then what are the other issues? So there's the one thing that we, that we talked about with, uh, the Gabby Dunn thing where um, they kind of like, you know, she was basically thinking she was going to be able to break this story about their art project and Jacob Bacala like lied to her constantly, like faked tears uh, and all this stuff, pretended that like he was out 40 grand, like spinning all of these lies just... uh, I guess to mess with her and to, um, uh, with probably the end goal of like making sure that no one found out about it until it actually released. But that's kind of like one of the crueler ways you could possibly do that. Um, so I get that part of it, but that is like not the part that people are mad. People tend to be mad about, um, the thing people tend to be mad about, um, is it's hard to overstate how much value people put into horse ebooks as an idea. Um, this, yeah. it was kind of seen as like evidence that algorithms and that computers uh, and that spam could in some way become something that's beautiful. Uh, And a lot of people put a lot of stock in that. Uh, And then to find out that it was just a person, I think made people very angry. Okay. Yeah. I tend to think like a lot of Eastern religions have the idea of uh, value, the idea of um, non-attachment, um, which is to say that, like, if you if something you think about the world proves to not be the case, if something you, like, really hold dearly proves to n- not really be itself anymore, uh, then you're kind of, you're kind of hosed because, like, you had a lot of stake in the world being like that. Uh, but if you just don't attach yourself to such things, you won't be spiritually disappointed in that way. Sure. Uh, and I think a lot of people were very spiritually disappointed when Horsey Books uh, was was revealed that it hasn't actually been a spam bot for years. Gotcha. Or like hypothetically, when the author of your childhood book series that like meant a lot to you growing up <laughs> yeah. comes out and is like, "Hey, by the way, I'm hardcore a turf." Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. No, I I definitely get uh-huh. that. Plus, it was kind of seen as, like, selling out because it was a product that you could buy. You could buy Second Impact. Yeah, it is. So this thing people... Th- it is yeah. weird. It would be very weird to follow a thing for seven months just to be hit with a paywall. Even if, like, you know, seven bucks nowadays to me doesn't sound like that much. But, like, like you just said, to a college student, yeah, seven bucks is a yeah. lot. Especially when it was on a free YouTube channel for months beforehand. Um years <laughs> yeah years but then like the the countdown was months i guess is more what i'm getting at but like it, yeah um 
Yeah, I can definitely understand. I know I did. Uh, Martin and I were involved in a game earlier this year uh, that was called I Love Birds. And we reached a, a part of the site that we thought was part of the game um, and had hmm. like a PayPal link. And I was like, fuck it. I'll send a dollar. I'll see what this is. <laughs> uh, it turned out that it was actually just a legitimate well, it was an actual business. It wasn't part yeah. of the ARG. And they were like, oh, wow. hey, uh, it was for like a fake dating service thing, basically. So they were like, hey, great. Thanks for sending us the money. We can get you started. I want to be clear. This isn't some sort of like weird game that a lot of people are coming to our site thinking that it is. Huh. If this is a legitimate purchase, we're happy to start sending messages to your soulmate. And I was like, absolutely <laughs> wow. not. Feel free to keep my dollar. You can, uh, like, I don't need a refund or anything. Sorry to waste your time. Please do not start sending messages to random women on my behalf. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, like, I'm, A, I'm in a comfortable enough position that if a, if a game pops up and says, like, give us seven bucks for the next clue... I'll be like, hell yeah, give me, I'll give you seven bucks. Let's see how this goes. But I definitely understand that, like, there is a betrayal of trust that comes in with, like, oh, I have to pay to keep doing this. Like, this isn't, this is, A, it stopped being the thing that I thought it was online, and it's also something that you are monetizing me for. I can definitely understand people yep. getting upset about that. Yeah, and I, and I think it's also really easy to, like, get very in your head about like your relationships to certain like automated online systems yes. uh-huh. and then kind of like when you if if it were to be revealed that like it was a person behind that all along and it wasn't automated like you would feel kind of shitty about it or some people would at least yeah um, i i know i saw a thing earlier this year and luckily it had a, a happy ending to this, but um, a person that I follow on Twitter tweeted out saying like, so my dad passed away a couple years ago and I keep messaging his old work email address every once in a while. Just as oh, like saw mm, this. A, way yeah. of, a way of coping or, you know, just like, hey, dad, how are you? I'm going through a rough time lately. Writing it yeah. out and telling it to you helps me, so I'm going to do it to your old work email account. And then, like, after she had done this for a amount of time, I don't know exactly when, but, like, she got an email back from, like, someone who was an old coworker of her dad's. And the message that he mm-hmm. sent was very sweet and, like, hey, I hope you know how much you meant to your dad. It was, you know, it was obvious seeing, like, the way he talked about you, how much he cared about you, and, like, you know... I see these messages come in and I can clearly tell how much he meant to you. But like, just so you know, there is a person here. Um, while it was a happy moment and she posted it on Twitter and seemed like I would be so mortified. Yeah, Like she seemed, what? she seemed touched by it and that he reached out. But like, that was my first thought was like, I can't imagine putting that kind of investment into what I think is a blank wall only to have it reach back out and talk to me. Well, I think he, he mm-hmm. said in the email that he, like, didn't read any of them. Like, he never opened them. Okay. But he was like, but he was, like, he was, like, he was just it. like, I like I just want you to know that, like, I am, like, on the IT yeah. department or whatever. And, like, I can see these happening. Okay. Hmm. Okay. That, that sounds more familiar. Yeah. Now that you say that. Hmm. Um, but, yeah. 
yeah, I can imagine. Um, well, I'll read. We got one other question that came in that I wanted to save until later on because I know that there was some controversy about the game. Um, but Mousefeel wrote into us and said, I was actually fairly disappointed once it was revealed that Pronunciation Book, as well as Horsey Books, was part of an ARG. It was a perfectly good, weird little internet thing, and it felt like it was somehow betraying itself by actually being, quote, part of something else. Not sure what that says about my relationship with the media I consume. Anyway, then they said, you know, what little weird internet thing would you be most disappointed to see turn out to be an ARG? I think that's a really interesting question, um, especially in... We see a lot of things on our channel, and since... Let me jump back. After starting this podcast, anytime something even remotely looking like an ARG <clears throat> gets mentioned... It gets sent our way. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And I'm happy to hear from people saying like, hey, look at this ARG thing. But like, A, a lot of them end up being red, not red flags. A lot of them being like false starts, like the uh, the Harry Styles Adora thing. Like, that was just a weird marketing campaign for a music video. Um, like, there are a couple of things that turn out to be fake. But like, there are others that do kind of end up being like, oh, a weird little ad campaign. Um, like a weird thing attached to Fortnite or a weird thing attached to Stranger Things and ba a fake Baskin Robbins web like website, stuff like that. Um, I feel like I've become a bit jaded to the idea of it would be cool if this was an ARG just because I see so many things start and it's a it's kind of lost its luster to me just because like now I talk about them. Not for a living, I almost said, but that's not the case. <laughs> but, like, now I talk about them on a mm. weekly basis. So, like, the idea of something, like, turning into an ARG doesn't hold the same, like, value that it used to. But I'm curious what you guys think of about, like, I don't know, the way that something that seemed to be a neat little internet thing turns out to be something bigger and more. I don't know. I think, contrary to what you said, the best things turning out to be ARGs is when it completely sneaks up on you that it's becoming an mm. ARG. Like Bed Bath & Bionicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. So I can give you an answer. Um, I think for me, if something... For something to be a disappointment for me, it would have to be a thing where, like... And, I, and, and in saying this, I can kind of see why horse ebooks be being part of Bearshans Bravo would uh, elicit this type of disappointment. Um, I was trying to think of like other things that I used on the internet around the same time. Um, there used to be a website. It's, it doesn't exist anymore, uh, but there used to be a website where um, you could submit a video of yourself uh, pretending to hug your webcam and then if you just went to that website, it would just play a nice song and it would just roll footage of all of these strangers hogging their webcams. Huh. Uh, and it was just called the nicest place on the internet. Aww. And it was just like, and like, uh, th there were periods where I was very depressed, uh, where it was like just a nice thing where I could be like, you know what? I need to watch some strangers hug me for a while while nice music plays. Um, I need this sort of comfort internet thing to happen at me right now. If something like that was like, if all of a sudden there were Morse code on the screen, I would be very angry. So in that sense, I can understand why 
uh, if people had that sort of value with horse ebooks of this thing they thought was a computer that would occasionally say nice, relatable things to find that that wasn't, in fact, the case, I can see that disappointment because I would be similarly disappointed uh, if, for example, the nicest place on the internet ended up being an ARG instead of uh, ended up being uh, defunct, which it is sure. now. I think... I would be disappointed if crouton.net turned out to be an ARG. What's crouton.net? It's exactly yeah, what you think it is. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like tacodog.net. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like tacodog.net, except it's more elegant in its simplicity. Tacodog.net actually has puzzles on it. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> crouton.net is just a picture of a crouton. It's also, you have, well, never mind. Um, <laughs> it's, I know a lot of people had kind of a similar reaction wheels to what you were saying about um, the the twitter account that like rates dogs oh yeah yeah. there was another like thoughts of dog or something like that that it turns out were run by the same person and then they like started doing sponsored ads for dumbo like yep i know that there were a lot of people that were like oh it sucks seeing a thing that like started to exist as a cute little fun joke on the internet and now it's advertising to me um I, I can imagine people having that same reaction to that as they felt with, like, right. oh, now the pronunciation book that I enjoyed, that, like, became a little part of my YouTube habit where it would, you know, I'd start my day, I'd open up that one, I would watch a 20-second video, then it became a countdown. That was kind of neat. But, like, now it wants me to pay money to do an FMV game? Yeah. Like, yeah. And if you're not a fan of FMV games and you don't like that kind of weird, janky, like, half of the fun of Bear Sings yeah. Bravo is how weird and janky it is. If you're yes. not a fan of that weird jank, I can imagine being, like, completely put off by this. Yeah, it's certainly not for yeah. everyone. It yeah. just happens to be very much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. Huh. Well, cool. I... I don't know if do we can we rate this? I don't know how to <laughs> I don't know how to rate this from here, but like I would definitely recommend people go check it out. If they are interested in that kind of uh Oh yeah. I mean it's all free yeah, now. Now it's all free. You can sign up, you can be a banker or a regulator. It's great. And you can you can even go and like go through the whole pronunciation book channel, which is like a fun mm-hmm. thing to do. Just like go and click on a random video. They're all weird and interesting. Yeah. Assuming I can get audio that works, I'm definitely going to include them, some of them in this episode. I know yeah. I had some problems trying to add the uh, audio from uh, I Love Bees into this, which is why none of them ended up making the last cut. But oh, no. we'll not deal with that this time. It'll be fine. <laughs> hmm. um, well, great. We'd recommend you all check it out. Yeah. Do we want to do real recommendations? <laughs> That's my recommendation. Check out Bear Stearns. No. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we should do recommendations. Um, Wheels, I think you've you've earned a spot. What, what would you like to recommend to us today? 
Oh boy, I, f- I you know I listened to your show uh, <laughs> every episode. I should have realized that this part was. You know, coming. I have I I um, do the show, and I have that same reaction right now every time. That's why I make Barn go first. Oh God. Let's see. Uh, I'll think if if either of you have something, I'll be thinking. Uh, I have something. Uh, I want to recommend that people go and watch uh, Wim City Comedy's video game. Uh, show that they do every couple of months on Adult Swim streaming show. Uh, it's called Electronic Game Information. Uh, okay. It's basically like a fake game journalism show where they just like go hmm. on and like pretend to be gamers and say a lot of made up <laughs> things about <laughs> games. Um, the most recent one, I highly recommend that you watch because they did like a fake Kickstarter where they were like, we're going to make a game. But like the Kickstarter was just like, we don't know how to program games, but here's what we think will be in our, our award winning game. And uh, someone accidentally bankrupted himself because he thought it was a haha funny idea to fund their entire kickstarter while they were live on the stream and did not realize that uh if you pledge to a kickstarter within the last 24 hours you can't uh take your pledge back if it will make it go under the goal So there's so there's a a really good uh, summary video out there of uh wow of his his haha funny prank gone awry. Uh, oh now he is eight thousand dollars in debt for trying to be a video wow. game funny man. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> and that's simulta- that- that's simultaneously hilarious and makes my bones ache. Oh, I feel so bad for this person. The thing is that he, like, wasn't bothered by it at all, even though the rest of the Discord was like, dude, you, like, massively fucked up. He was like, no, it's, <laughs> wow. it's fine. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, go check out Electronic Games Information. Uh, it's very funny. They dress up, like, different, like, video game and manga characters and, like, say fake stuff about video games. Uh, also, now that I've mentioned tacodog.net, I put out the call for people to solve tacodog.net like eight months ago, and I've seen nothing about it so far, <laughs> so y'all need to get on that. <laughs> I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a channel in the Discord for tacodog.net. I'm a mod now. I'll do that on the Orange Groves channel. <laughs> I'll abuse my powers for tacodog. <laughs> Uh, I can go because I have one now Um, so I was thinking of what would be fitting for this show something that's kind of hidden Um, so there is this is not my recommendation but there is a it's also good there's a horror fiction podcast called Knife Point Horror um, that's run by a guy whose pen name is Soren Narnia okay Um, his work is really interesting because uh, he makes every decision he possibly can to not advertise, monetize, anything eyes what he makes. Huh. So, like, with Knife Point Horror, you just pop on an episode and a story is just being told to you. There's no intro. There's no credits at the end. There's no, like... Uh, go to Patreon. Like he has a Patreon, but you have to actively search for it. Huh. Um, but the thing I will recommend 
uh, is another podcast feed um, that is super hard to find because Knife Point Horror you can just find if you're just looking for horror shows on iTunes uh-huh. or whatever. He has another feed that I think is specifically made so that it's you only know it exists if someone tells you about it because the name of the podcast is just those snowy nights you read to me they'll never be forgotten. Huh. Holy shit. Uh and it's where he puts long form audio fiction. Some of it is horror. I think uh, the most recent one, Town with a Tranquil Name, is uh, a horror story. It's kind of like a, um, uh, oh, what's that Lovecraft story? Uh, Shadow over Innsmouth. It's sort of a Shadow over Innsmouth inspired okay. thing. Um, but this feed is not all horror. It's just uh, long form audio stories. Um, I think he's a great writer um, and. Uh, he does interesting things with the medium and just puts it out on this feed that um, presumably not many people know about because he seems to make it difficult to find. Uh, and I find that fascinating from every single yeah, angle. Yeah, that's really cool. No, but that, that, that sounds really cool. What was the name of that feed again? It is Those Snowy... <clears throat> sorry. Those Snowy Nights You Read to Me, They'll Never Be Forgotten. Okay. I'm not going to put a link to that in the show notes. Go search it yourself, listeners. <laughs> um, my uh, my recommendation this week is also an Adult Swim show. Um, it's called Rick and Mort. No, uh, it's <laughs> it's an Adult Swim show um, that is by a comedian. That's an inspiration to me a bit. Um, there is a new season going up of a delightfully weird and wonderful show called Joe Para Talks to You. Um, Joe Para is a very strange comedian who is like a 28 year old man who talks and acts like a 60 year old man. He, he has a very, I can't even do it. He has a very soft spoken nature to himself and he's very like, I will include a link in the show notes of, um, a thing that I truly think is one of the funniest stand-up bits of all time, which is uh, him explaining to the audience that he thinks that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in football because they're mm-hmm. so bad at the sport that it makes people turn off the games and reunites families. <laughs> it is Joe legitimately is really one good. of the funniest bits of stand-up I've ever listened to, and his mannerisms and tone of voice were like the biggest direct inspiration for the way that I record Wikipedia and try to like bring that tone and just the definite tone of diction. I can't even do an I can't do an imitation of him because it's such an odd delivery. But um he's very good and very funny. You should listen to him. And he has a really good uh he has a really good show called joe para talks with you that is coming back for another season i don't know when exactly it comes back on the air but it will have happened between now and when this episode goes live if it hasn't already so you should check it out there's also like a 10 hour cut of joe para talks you to sleep on youtube yeah (laughs) which is like incredibly soothing yes um uh and i think that's gonna do it for us uh wheels do you want to Give us your plugs again one more time. 
Yeah, I'm on Twitter at the Travis W. My first name is Travis. The cat's Uh-oh. out of the bag. Uh, my last name's Wheeler. That's why I'm Wheels. Um, but yeah, the Travis W on Twitter, uh, and I am also on the podcast, the actual play podcast, Very Random Encounters, uh, and the comedic video game recap podcast. Got it memorized. Hell yeah. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of us, you can do that. Uh, our show is on Twitter at Argonauts Pod. Uh, we also are separate. I am at AC Sherman Wright. I am at Corpse Revivers. Uh, and you can email us at ArgonautsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can also reach out to us on Patreon. That's at Patreon.com, P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com if you want to make my mistakes. Or you can go to Patre- uh, Patreon.com and go to um, search for Argonauts Podcast. You'll be able to find us. Until next time, I think that's going to do it for us. That's Args, baby. <laughs> As you get closer, you notice that there's like almost like a heat wave effect, that sort of like wobbly mm. stuff in your yeah, vision. I could just, just touch it. I mean, you don't want me to touch it? I could touch it. You could just touch it. Well, let's touch it together. Oh, you want to do rock, paper, scissors? Let's do rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Ready? One, two, and then I touch it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a clip from Very Random Encounters, an RPG actual play podcast where we randomly determine as many details as possible. Every season is a completely new story, so we recommend starting off with the first episode of whatever season we're currently running. Once you realize it's your new favorite show, you can dig into the backlog and enjoy stories of strong alien women, communist superheroes, transgender skeletons, and other things that will scare your conservative uncle. That's Very Random Encounters. Find it at www.vre.show or in the usual places. Very Random Encounters.